This is the Darnell Autry Show. I am Darnell Autry with Daniel Blunk, and here we go. All right, and we're back. We're, we're off punishment. We get to be, we have to come outside our rooms and play now. Yeah, we're in person, baby. <laughs> in person. In person. And sans mask. I mean, sans. again, I because it's a controlled environment, that's why I'm sans mask. Right. But we are socially distancing within, <laughs> within the same house. <laughs> yes. All right, so you and I both know a lot of people who are writers. Yes. Um, you and I both are writers. Uh, yeah, you, I, you mean, I, it feels weird to give myself that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm definitely a writer for sure. But no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have to give you that credit because you wrote the film that uh, I got to co-direct with you. Yes, so yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I have definitive proof you are a writer. Fair enough. So a lot of people are trying to use this time, especially if you're a writer, you think, oh, well, I got, you know, I can't go outside anyway. Right. I Nothing but time well, on my on my hands. I might as well sit down and, and bang out a story or two. Um, so with all that's going on in the world now, mm-hmm. so what has this year, what has 2020, or what can it teach us about the art of storytelling? Wow. What can I, 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 my initial reaction is a ton, right? I mean, right. It, it has taught us a ton about, um, the, where characters come from, how quickly a character can change, yep. right? Uh, based on the environment, based on, um, all of these once in a lifetime situations, right? Yeah, I mean, like, absolutely. you know, we've never seen anything, you know, in 2020, like, you know, this pandemic, you've never seen anything like it, right? And you and, and it doesn't matter how old you are, right? Because if, if you're older, okay, yeah, this is sort of like the Great Depression if you're that age group, but this is totally different, right? Right. If you, oh, this was like 9-11, but no, no, this is totally different, right? So, yep. Yep. so in, and I think when it's once in a lifetime situations, right? I think characters have a um, an idea of how they would behave, right? But then the longer it goes, right? The longer you are in a situation, the less and less you really know of what how you're going to react, right? So, my, yeah. so, yeah. so I, I like to liken it to when it was all these those memes about, hey, could you live in a cabin for a month for you know, you no internet, no anything? Here's you know a million dollars. Could you do it for like a month? Yeah, and you know. Nowadays, people are losing it in two weeks. You know what I mean? And they yeah. have the internet and we have like, you know, we have phones and we have cable, we have Netflix, we have the whole thing. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think characters now are, are getting a real taste of like what it actually is, right? I mean, like, right. this is, you know, the world is a different place now, right? Absolutely. What, what, do you, what, do you, what has it taught you? Um, especially look at this year. This year is pretty much a horror movie, isn't it? And just like in a story, your story has some sort of, usually it's it's an unusual, it's a extraordinary circumstances that this story is is under a rose. Why would you bother to tell that story? Right. I'm not, I'm not gonna pay 10 bucks to sit in a the theater to watch 90 minutes of somebody that gets up and, and goes to the same old job and comes home. Right. And nothing ever happens. Right. You know, right. Some, something big happens in a story. Yes. And and this year has been all about big things happening all the time. Right? Oh, and and but you know what's also about when nothing happens. 
which is a big thing, right? Right. If you if you're being told like you can't go somewhere, that's a big thing, right? So you 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 so we take away what you normally do, and that instantly becomes a big thing. Yeah, with and with looking at because writers are always told you know, you've got to really understand real life. You've got to observe it. You've got to live it. You've got to, and we writers now have the opportunity to look at, it's unfortunate, Very but much if so. I'm just looking at it cold blooded as a, from a writer standpoint, Hey, how can I be a better writer? We'll look around. Yes. People are in extraordinary situations and you're seeing how they react. They're like you said earlier, they're coming face to face with who they think they are. Right. Right. They think, like you said, they think they could stay in a haunted mansion for a month with no internet, but they can't stay in their own house with Netflix and internet for a week without right, dr- <laughs> right. going nuts over it. Right. So the biggest thing to, I think writers can take is just observe the world. You don't got to judge it. No, you don't got to judge it. Just, just see how real people behave and go, okay, my characters have to be somewhat realistic. Right. And as loopy and as upside down as this world, this is, this is how people actually behave. So your characters can behave this way and that's perfectly fine. And I think with the other part of it too, though, is that we get to witness these characters, right? Because the internet lets you see everything. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? You know, it, so it so it shares so it shares it in a way that in itself is its own take. So then now I can look at it and go, okay, this is my take on that person's position. Yeah, right. Yeah. So never in in history have we had such access to witness behavior. Very true. On so many different levels, just not just on like a mass level, like. Um, viewing groups, but, but then also on a, on another level of individual by themselves, videotaping themselves, right? Characters videotaping themselves. Yeah. Right. Sharing in the, um, I'm so bored or I'm so happy or I'm so miserable or I'm so with what's going on and people are, unfortunately they're, they're being pushed. They're under stress. We're seeing who they are and you can oftentimes and we may not like it but unfortunately you you can tell that an individual has certain patterns of behavior or patterns of speech right you can right we hate to say it but we can go on social a social media platform and if a particular friend or a follower on that social media platform is posting something you can almost guess what it's about right fair enough you, you yes, know yes. what their stance is on a particular subject. Yes. And if you see them comment on somebody else's, you can you can guess pretty well how they're going to be commenting. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So and when, it, but yeah, so but I wanted to like you so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the pattern part cuz you know the the patterns because we did that in class. We did it. We did an exercise. You had us do an exercise. Yes. So can you can you walk us through the exercise and then obviously go back to your point of what you were saying? Because I think that'll feed into that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. The exercise we would do in class is I'll tell actors to take the script 
and everywhere your character refers to themselves, whenever they say I or me or my, or they refer to something that belongs to them, something of theirs, or when they just refer to themselves, write that down. Make a whole big list. To write the sentence down, write the yep. whole sentence yep. down. Right, okay. And then go back and say, okay, now look if there's a certain pattern. Can you figure something out about who this person is by the way they talk about themselves, what they take ownership of? My hometown, my high school. Back in my day, right. the character says, well, if you ask me. Right. Right, 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 right. You, you don't preface that until you're, unless you're about to say something about yourself. Right. So it's so it's so it's a it's a sort of a subconscious breaking down of my thoughts and opinions on whatever the scene or situation is. Yeah. Right. It's sort of like I see this or um, this is my boom 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 or this mm -hmm. is how I you know what I mean if it's a us because then you, you also did a, a thing of like when you do us or they or them correct. Right. So it's, so it's a both. So it's a, it's a way to figure out this person's perspective on where they stand in, where they stand in a situation, right? It's them, us, me, my. And so you started breaking it down and being able to say, okay, this is how he feels about his wife. This is how mm -hmm. he feels about his house. This is how he feels about his job. This is how he feels about himself. Yep. By just breaking those words down. Yeah. Because we don't want to write dialogue that simply conveys the next piece of information. It's not a, it's not mathematics. It's not two plus two equals four. Every time a character speaks, they're revealing something about themselves. Right. There's a big difference between a character that says, yeah, I didn't think that is such a good idea. And I told you that wasn't a good idea. Right. I'm absolutely, I'm saying two different things. Right, 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 right. Even though you would think that's the same thing. Like, nope. No, it's really not. It's really, it, it, again, if you're going to break it down as an actor, right? If you're yeah. breaking it down as an actor, then it says something yep. different. If I'm going to write it, I'm going to, I'm sharing with you how the person feels, thinks. Yep. yep. And, that, and that's a good way to avoid all of your characters sounding the same. Because uh, you don't want interchangeable characters right. or else you don't have a story. Right, 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 right. And it's not, it's more than just does one character talk with a, you know, a Texas twang and the other one doesn't. It's how do they word things? Right. How do they say what they're saying? Right, 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 right. And that, that can really enrich um, the story you're telling because every character has a very definite point of view about something. They're, right. they're individuals and not simply, oh, by the way, the cast of this story. Right. And it feels like that's a that's another way of of layering. Right. So you can and, and that's not to say that you can't have characters that are um, base, straightforward, um, obvious. Right. Because but but at least, you know, the difference between I'm doing this on purpose for a purpose right. versus this is how I write because I don't know how else to layer characters. I don't know how else to convey thoughts, feelings, emotions in a character. Right. Yeah. So, you know, this guy says, you know, you suck, but that's, 
that's how he talks, right? He's a direct all the time. You know exactly, sort of going back to your point of like, if someone comments on a page, you know kind of what they're going to say yep. because you have seen their viewpoint, right? You've seen how they talk. Mm -hmm. And so, if, you know, you see that post, you're like, oh, this is going to get good. Let me read this. Right, right. Or this is going to be still because I know what it's going to be about pass. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Because obviously as writers, we want to avoid that on the nose writing. We don't want a character to say, I'm so mad at you right now. It's like, uh, yeah, but I'm going to see that when I watch the movie. <laughs> right. Right. I don't have to, I don't have to tell you everything that I'm. Yeah. Right. So if they say something else, but how they say it absolutely conveys, I'm so mad at you right now. Right. That's a, a much richer way to write characters and avoid that on the nose dialogue. And so, you know, sort of going back to the, the original point of like 2020 is that we are learning more about ourselves and more about other people. Yeah. And how other people convey their point without having to say their point. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and more so now than ever, people are far more vocal than they have been. It's not, and again, it's not, you know, some of it's not just, it's not just politics, right? It's how you genuinely feel about each other. Yeah. Right. The old, the young, the healthy, the, the essential worker, the non-essential worker, right? What you consider essential, what you consider non-essential, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a much bigger commentary on how you feel about humanity yeah right yep oh yeah and then you're talking about you know this global idea of how they just feel about humanity as a whole right these big concepts that you may not want your characters to be sitting there and waxing philosophical with each other because that might get boring right or it might seem very heavy-handed but all those all those pieces of dialogue can reveal what is at the core, the very core of that person. And uh, I will talk about in class. Right. Figure out what is the character's main problem. What's their issue? What's the deal? What, what's what's going on with them? Yeah. Right. There's something that's going on with them. There's some main main conflict or main concern or something. That's what's eating at them at their core. Right. And oftentimes it's an emptiness. It's something they're lacking. Right. That pushes them to fill that emptiness. And that's what drives a character. Right. Right, right, right. Because we, we would do that one about, you know, most actors uh, talk about and even writers talk about, you know, what's the character's objective. Right. And I found over the years that actors had a difficult time trying to, it's like, I don't know what, what. What's the objective? What does my character want? Where we started with, well, what is your character's problem? Right. Because that, because that, that's that's an easier find. Yeah. Or at least, at least it seems easier to find. And once you find out what their issue is, what's the what's their deal? Right. Now, if I say, okay, now what's the objective? Well, it's almost obvious. It's almost insultingly obvious. Right. Right. Well, my issue is, my wife's mad at me. It's like, okay, well then, what's the objective? Well, the for not to be mad at me anymore. Well, you know, it, it's so stupid. Now, right, right. Once you get the one layer underneath, what's the actual problem? 
is like what a character. Well, what does your character want? Well, what does your character need? What is your character lacking? What is, what is your character been pissed off about their entire life? Right. Or or sad about or or confused about or frustrated about. I mean, it's it's a that was that was one of the light bulb moments when I was in your class when we were talking about that because again, as an actor, the objective is you know you 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 start going well. It's this big, deep, overly complicated objective of soullessness and despair and whatever but and so that that can be very hard to um take from abstract and build it into like a hey this is a concrete thing mm -hmm. right and and it's not always concrete that that's the other part i want to make I, I i get it it's not always a concrete thing but if you if i can then go to what's my problem that's that's a that's a more of a a direct way of getting to then the objective yeah right the joker's yeah. problem is batman mm-hmm Right. Right. His hate for Batman. Right. So, okay, that's his problem. Batman's his problem. So everything that he does drives him in some way, shape, form, or another at that part of, you know, I hate Batman. So you're my problem. So I'm always constantly trying to kill you and or get rid of you somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And of course, uh, amongst a, a bunch of other things, but right. at its core, what is the problem? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Kazooie, what's the most recent one? It's just called Joker, right? Right. With, uh, Your boy Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. That whole movie about was about what his problem was. He felt that the world or society wasn't there for him. Yes. So he felt like, well, why should I be there for it? Right. Where, right. And Because you, you had made the comment on a previous episode of, you watched the movie and you said, I can't believe I'm sitting here and I actually am empathetic towards the man who would become the Joker in in that Batman universe. Yes. But there you were going, Oh, okay, I get it. Yes. I understand him. And you and you and you yeah, you you're empathetic, you feel it, yeah. like you get it. Like, right. oh, that makes sense. Right? Because it's not just he's just a wild and crazy person. That's just how he got there. He's just insane. Right. You know, you rarely get and I, and I think good writers give you more than he's just insane. Yeah. Right. Good writing gets you the 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 nuances of how, why, um, what was the point? What was the character's point? Why are why are they insane? Are they really insane? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it was it, it that was a that was the aha moment in terms of when I was in class with you was the finding the problem and then being able to figure out what, how do you solve it? Which essentially is your objective. Yeah. And then adding on to that, once you figure out what's at the core of the person, what's eating at that person, then the objective becomes a little more obvious. What mm -hmm. is it they want? What is it they're going after? Now you can start to see what obstacles stand in their way. Mm, yes. How come that you can't just walk into the room and just get what they want and leave? Because that'd be a five minute movie, right? Right, absolutely. It would definitely be a five minute movie, and right? I would and I would want my money back because I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch movies to watch the the good guy just get what they want and then ta da, right? And that's it. You know, if John Wick was, they would break into his house and he's like, "Hey, you can't do that." Oh shoot, sorry, and they just left. That's the end of John Wick. Right. There's no more movie after that. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. Right. 
Or they didn't kill this dog. Right. Don't hurt my dog. Okay. I'll leave. No movie. Right. So we we want to see the obstacles. Right. And and we're seeing it now. To go back to, um, you know, really sort of being empathetic towards some, even, even a character like Joker. Um, I guess I'm going to flip it around and say, how can we take, as writers, as actors, how can we take what we do with that and apply it to the real world instead of simply taking from the real world how can we apply it to the real world oh, understand that people are like that too we can label people as the villains of our story right oh so and so is a such and such so they're the bad guy right but do we ever stop to think how did they get that way right what pushed them what led them why do they have that opinion why do they have those beliefs not that we ever have to agree with it like you didn't sit there agreeing with the joker going right. oh yeah yeah yeah, kill everybody right but you understood him yes so we can even if we don't agree with the individuals we interact with even if it's just interacting on social media platforms can we at least understand them yeah yeah, it, may, yeah, yeah. it may make our lives better because I'm not just sitting there going, ah, so-and-so so stupid. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, I don't agree with them, but yeah, I, I get I get where they're coming from. Right. And 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 why I'm why I feel that way, right? I mean, if I'm if I'm a small business owner, my opinion of what's happening in the real world may be totally different. Right? If I'm a big business owner, my opinion of the world is different, you know? Um, so I think it's, you know, like you said, taking from the real world, but also applying those things in your writing to the real world, right? Yeah. You just take it and then you also apply it in the sense that you can, um, you can share moments from perspectives and, and not have to like or dislike the perspective. Yep. Right. I don't have to. I don't have to. If I'm a, um, if I'm a, a small business owner, my perspective on the character or situation or scenario may be totally different than if I'm just an employee. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, where was I? Where was? I? Oh, getting back to things like obstacles, and then the obstacles, and a lot of it is both external, and it's also internal, and it's. Is more fun to watch a character that has both. Yeah, I would agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, just external obstacles is, and I always talk trash, but I love these movies. A lot of the older James Bond movies, the obstacles were external. Right. He is, you know, that world-class secret super spy. Right. So it's not like he has to overcome some inner fear of something, something, something. Because he's not afraid. He should not be. He's never afraid. He's not, you know, he's always, he's super confident. Right. He's, you know, right. Right. So it's always these huge external obstacles, right? Right. On this monumental scale that he has to overcome. Right. Which, like I said, I can talk trash about, but they're fun. Yes, they're of course. fun as of heck course. to watch. Absolutely fun. But when you watch a story where there's a lot of internal obstacles, right? Cause that makes a story much better. It can be a scene where you're playing an employee and you got to go into your boss's office to ask for a raise. 
Okay. Well, the external obstacle is obvious. Maybe your boss is a cheapskate. Right. But it's more intriguing if not only is the boss a cheapskate, but you're, you've always been afraid to stand up for yourself. Right. Now we got all kinds now, of cool yeah, stuff now, going. Now you never know. Now you can, you can take it in so many different ways. And, and just unfortunately looking at what's happening in the world, can we identify what people are going through within themselves? And, you know, to, to take what we do as actors and writers and can that make us better people? Yeah, because it's not just about, and you've probably seen stuff like this. I've seen stuff like this. What are you complaining about? You have the internet and you get Netflix and you get to work from home. Well, what are you crying about? Other people have it worse. True. Right. Other people have external obstacles that are worse than you. What if your internal obstacle though, is that you've had, you've been clinically depressed your whole life. Yeah. That's, this is, this is, this is critical times for you. This is, I mean, and again, my heart goes out to all those people that are dealing with that. Yeah. Cause this is a different, yeah. it's a different level, right? It's a whole, it's a totally different level. It's isolation. It's a, it's a self-reflection. It's, um, Again, not being able to have an outlet, yeah, per se, yeah, yeah. So, can we as writers and actors take what we learn about storytelling and apply it to real world, and maybe be a little kinder? Yes, understand what yes an individual's internal obstacles are. Yes, and not just the external obstacles. You know, and and getting back to your point about these are critical times. I was thinking about this, what people are going through now and why it maybe feels different is because what we're going through is in many ways, I liken it to a death in the family because every single family member is going through the same grief. Yes. Who do I turn to with my grief if everyone else has the exact same thing going on? Yeah. Yeah. Cause right now everybody's affected by this. Yes. So I can go cry on your shoulder, but then now you've got twice the, right. the so how, who do you go to? Right. And who does that person go to? And on and on and on. Whereas most of our lives, if I was really down the dumps, you weren't. Gotcha. I'm not sharing in the experience, right? It's a separate thing. Yeah. And then when you were down to dumps, I wasn't. Right. And we could trade off on, <laughs> Who was the shoulder and who's the one crying? Yes. But now yes, yes, yes. everybody's in it. Yes. Everybody's in it. So even more so, like you were saying, let's be a little more understanding that everybody's going through it. So man, the internal obstacles, what if a person feels like, well, I don't want to burden someone else. I'm just going to hold it all in. How dangerous is that? Very. It's it's very dangerous, and I think that's the I think that's the point. That was my whole point: is that you know during these times when you're burying things, I think it it's magnified when you have isolation, and on top of yes, you feel like I don't want to burden anybody else because everybody is feeling some kind of way, right? Everybody's sharing in this experience, but I think even more so now than ever, you should be vocal about how you are 
doing, right? I text all my friends and my family and going, how are we holding up, right? Because I want to be able to make sure that I, that you can vocalize it because everybody's going through it, right? This is not just a, oh, uh, middle-aged women that are going through this, mm-hmm. right? This isn't, oh, just all black people are going through this. This isn't, oh, this is a, um, a rich person's situation, right? This is a, now a global um, top to bottom, left to right situation. And so I think more so now than ever, we, should, we owe it to ourselves to be as vocal as possible about how we're doing, how we're, how we're faring. Some days are better than others as we start opening up, as the states start opening up and some states are still closed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like, yeah, there's a little, uh, things are getting better. I don't know about it, but they're just getting different, right? They're getting yeah. better in the sense like I can go outside and I can go to, you know, more stores are opening. Like, I feel like I can, I can be more mobile, right? While other states aren't. So now, you know, California still shut down, you know, Illinois still shut down. So there is a sense of, some relief yeah. in insight, but it'll it, it's never going to be the same from that from this point on. It'll it'll never be the same, right? And hopefully, as as writers and actors, we now can be a lot more respectful in the way we approach the emotions of a character. Uh, Nick Mosley, who is a acting teacher out of the UK, talks about that that respect you have for your audience as an actor. You owe it to them to be as authentic in your emotions as possible. Because someone in the audience might be going through that for real or went through that for real, what you're depicting on screen right now. How dare you take that lightly? Yes. Well, we're all, we're all going through this. Can we come out of this at, at the very least with a better understanding of people, a better understanding of this is what people go through. So when we write characters, we can be a little more authentic. Yes. When we portray characters as actors, we can be more authentic. That respect and admiration we have for our audience. Absolutely. So now getting back to um, things we used to do in class, we'd often do that exercise about a particular action. I will call a couple actors up and I say, all right, so you're just gonna chit chat. Oh, I loved that. Listen, I loved that. I did. I loved it. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I just, when you started, I was like, I wasn't sure where you're going with it, but I was like, oh yeah, got it. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved it. And it does remind actors that even the simple, the very simple innocuous action of chit-chatting with someone, there's rules, there's how to do it. There's what's my intent? What? And you learn so many facets just by going up and practicing that very simple thing. Yes. Right? It teaches you about not just what you're doing, how do you accomplish that thing, and then what's behind it? What's your intent? If I come into chit-chat, and, and oftentimes we talk in class, well, somebody might be chit-chatting because they're trying to network. Right. Somebody else is chit-chatting because they they never get out. Right. <laughs> they finally that's get a different, out. That's a different kind of chit-chat, right? You got to keep that conversation going. Yeah. Yeah, and chit-chatting is often about this mutual conversation. No one's trying to win anything in chit-chatting. Right, right. And it's oftentimes about just you want to hear more from the other person. Yes. Oh, you know, 
where are you from? That's so exciting. I've, I've always wanted to visit there. What's it like? What's it like? Well, like if I go, what would be a cool place to, what's the place I got to go see? Right. And you, you, you want to listen to the other person. Whereas in an argument, right? Arguing may be a different action. I may have a totally different intent if I say, okay, now in this scene, I want you to argue. Right. Or in this scene, I want you to convince the other character of such and such. Yeah. I love, I loved that, that exercise because again, I'd never done anything like that before. And at the end we were able to then, you know, as you go up with different partners, you then come back and say, okay, was that, was that chit chat? Or was it, was someone trying to, you know, lead and or push the conversation one way or another? Right. And then, you know, you're like, no, no. This, so this is light chit chat. This is not light chit chat. And, and believe it or not, and it sounds silly, but I, I never looked at that concept and go, oh, this is just chit chat. So in other words, as a writer and or as an actor, to be able to distinguish the difference between this is chit chat because we're just both in the same space. Right. It's, it's I'm uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable. We're just. I don't know you, you don't know me, but we're introduced. And so, okay, this is just idle chit chat versus I know who you are. I know what I want out of this. And this is what I'm trying to get. So there's a very poignant reason for the conversation. Yep. So then when you're writing and, or you're reading as an actor, you look at it and go, okay, this is poignant. This is important. Not that it's not all important, but this is chit chat on purpose, right? This is, this is the lighter part of, where I'm going with this mm -hmm. and to be able to distinguish the difference between this is a big moment versus this is the chit chat part of the bigger moment. You know what I mean? Right. So it was a very, it was a very aha moment where like, is it, cause I was watching other people, right? And I was sitting there and oh, you know, that didn't seem like just chit chat. That seemed more, right? Yep. And you could be able to distinguish it to be able to see it and go, that's, that's just chit chat. Okay. got it. Yeah. Oh, that's more. Oh, that's definitely, that's anger. Yeah, because the, it helps you not just what you're doing, um, how you're doing it, and why you're doing it. Right. And as writers, then we can go back, okay, I can disguise this as chit-chatting. You know, character A is chit-chatting just to be friendly. Character B is actually trying to pull information out of character A. That's what they're actually doing, but I'm disguising it yes. as chit-chat. Yes, 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 yes. And we nowadays probably have a lot of examples we can look to in the real world of people who it looks like they're doing this, but they're really doing that. Yeah. There's a lot of sentences that end with a question mark that aren't really about, I want to know what your answer to this is. Right. Unfortunately. Right. Agreed. This is, this is, I made a point by having that question at the end. Right. Because it's, I'm being facetious, right? I'm being um, flip or I'm being, um, I'm trying to be powerful, right? Because, you know, question, I want to make you think, right? I'm, I'm putting it on you. Not that I want you to answer it because you really don't, right? Or maybe you do, but like on social media platforms, like how, you really can't answer it in a, you know what I mean? Like I could, I could respond to the post, but yeah. that's not really what the point is. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's 
And people do it, I think people do it so well that they fool themselves into what they're actually doing. As, as far as what is it they're actually intending on doing. Right. Someone can say, I'm legit just asking a question. They are legit not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I, I legitimately want to know, Darnell, why do you think it's okay to reopen the economy? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not actually going to sit there and go, hmm, yes, very interesting. But yes, what yes, your answer yes, is, yes, and yes, I, yes. I will, I'm totally open-minded right now. Right. Towards it. I'm not. No, I already know what I, I already know how I feel about it. Right. I just need you to say what you're thinking about it so I could just maul you, right? So I could just pick you apart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So as writers, do we see that and go, ah, that's like, like you said, I can layer. The character's actually doing this but I'm going to write it as if they're doing this totally different thing. But it's the fact that they're disguising their true intent with this innocent looking conversation. It's like, oh, that tells you even more about the character. Yes. Yes. Because there's a, there's a character that might just walk up to you and say, listen, you, I hate your guts and here's why. Because at least he's honest. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It's straightforward. Yeah. Right. Instead of the, oh, um, what, what is he? Do? Oh, oh, you think, you really think that's the best, uh, you th really think that's the best idea? I mean, I mean, perhaps, perhaps this. But yeah. I yeah, sound yeah. like I'm giving innocent advice. Right. But I'm trying to cut you down. Right. And tell you how stupid you are. Right. Exactly. What school did you go to again? Yeah. Yeah, where are you from again? Oh, okay. Yeah, where at least character C just says you're stupid. Yeah. Right. And, and that goes back to the point where, that, where I was saying, like, it, if you know it's on purpose, then it's very clear, right? But sometimes when you get a script as an actor, you'll read it and you it's not as clear. Yep, yep. And we, we can differentiate the characters. Maybe that character's trait is they're just brutally blunt about what they thinking that's just them right that's just who they are and another one is a little more a little more crafty in the way they talk they're two different kinds of bad guys right 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 different villains that push the hero in different directions because he has to deal with both now right yeah yeah um the biggest one is from what has 2020 taught me about storytelling is uh, my favorite book on screenwriting is Robert McKee's book titled Story. And he, he writes a lot about dilemma, that characters need dilemma. That if there's simply two choices and one is the obvious correct choice and one is the obvious wrong choice, it's not as interesting as when there's two choices and they want both. They're both positive things, but they can't have both. They're right. irreconcilable. I have to pick one over the other. Right. Or it's what maybe a lot of people are feeling nowadays. Your dilemma is you have to choose between the lesser of two evils. Yes. Right. Right, right, right. Both are bad, but I got to pick one. Which, which is 
I, I find those stories very, very intriguing because I think that's more about how life really is, right? Yeah. Life is more about like either A, they're both awesome ideas and great plans and you just, you jump into one, it's awesome, but it didn't quite work out as awesome as you thought. So now you spend time thinking about, well, what if I did the other thing that was also awesome, right? Yeah. Or it's the, I don't want to really do either, but I guess I'll choose this. And this turns out to not suck as much as the other th the other choice that I may or may not have made. But I think the real world is more of those kind of dilemmas, those kind of decisions where it's like either less of the evils, they're both awesome, or it's either like it's just they have no the, the choices are not clear. Yeah. Right. It's not a clear cut like, oh. This girl's better for me than that girl. That's not rarely how it goes, right? right? In the real world, it's like, she's got a lot of positives. She also has a lot of positives. I don't like this about her. I don't like that about her. Yeah. And so it's it's far more um, muddied up, right? It's far yeah. more, um, it's not as clear. Yeah. Right? And so when you see writing and or films and characters that are dealing with because I, I think that sometimes some writers go, okay, I want to make sure that you know that this is the better decision because I've seen, I see more than the character does, right? I've, I, as an audience member, I get to see this character and I see that the, this girl is much better for him than that girl, but he doesn't see that the audience only sees it. Right. And so he makes the bad choice because we know that that was not the right choice. Right. Yeah. So that so some writers and some films are very clear about like this one. I want to make sure that you know that he made the wrong choice, but he doesn't know he made the wrong choice. Right. Because yeah. he is only looking at one part of the dilemma. Right. Do I like this girl who's tall, beautiful, a little bit nasty, but she's still beautiful versus the girl that's not as nice, not as lovely, but has cute qualities they're a better match you they get along better but the guy's not interested in her but in the real world sometimes you know the 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 choice is not as clear right it's yeah. not as like cut and dry mm -hmm. so i find when i i don't see that as much in the but I, but i think that's a that's a subject we could probably cover later but that's the why do I go to the movies? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Do I go, do I go, you know, and then everybody's different why they go to the movies, right? I go because I love the spectacle. I love sharing in the experience with everybody. I like this actor. I like this writer. I like this director. I like the subject, whatever. Some people though go and like, listen, I don't want to watch anything that's so close to home that like, I, I it just sucks. Right. This is not fun. Like, this is not fun for me. I want to go to a movie that's like totally outside the realm. That's uh, superheroes and flying things and 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 all this yeah. cool action. I want to see that. I don't want to see like people dealing with real people stuff. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because as writers or as actors, especially as writers, right, because we're crafting these stories. If we know that stories are the most intriguing, the most gut-wrenching when the decisions are messy. 
Yes. When they're not clear cut, this was the better of the two options. Yes. Right. If we know that, we're okay. I know when to tell that story. Yes. We can all use it and flip it and say, okay, sometimes I don't want to tell that story. Right. So now I know how to tell just a nice, neat, this is a happy ending story. Because I know I don't, I don't add in that messiness. I right. just take the messiness out and right. I still have a good story, a good story, a great right. story, solid. Right. But there's the clear cut. The ending was the right ending, the happy ending. And you, it's, it's a, I love when I read people go, it's a feel good movie. Yeah. So once you say, once you know it's a feel good movie, then you know, like at the end, it's going to end up, you're going to be like, oh, that's, that's good. I, I like that. Yeah. That was, that was, that was awesome. And, and all of us, no matter how much, uh, uh, cinematic con you know aficionados we think we are whatever yes those are fun yes sometimes you just got to sit down and it's fun for an hour and a half to tell the story that's clear-cut here ta-da hero wins yay yes like again i always go back to this moment where i went and watched something about mary and again like at that time like it was silly and ridiculous but i was i left there honestly feeling like this is the kind of business i want to be in i want to do films like that that are funny and fun and quirky and like out of the box and throws in like you know you got brett Favre in there and you got you know all these big people all these big names and you're dealing with subjects that you're lightening up the load right yeah. you're you're making light of all of these characters and these characters are fun and they're all having a good time and they're all just kind of who they are. Yeah. And and I left there going, I love that movie. I want to be in movies because that's the kind of movie I want to do. I want to do fun stuff like that. Right? Yeah. So so they have their place, right? Oh, they sure. have their their space. But I think our point is is that in writing that's on purpose, right? That that everything we've written it with a purpose, right? I'm going to it's light, it's levity, it's it's the characters are not uh they're not deep people they're pretty straightforward you know this guy only thinks about sex this lady only thinks about food this you know what i mean that's yeah. it yeah that's it that's it that's as, that's as deep as they go and that's we are watching it for that and so you 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 recognize it but then you can then the 2020 gives you more of a um a ground 2020 feels very grounding right very grounding very somber um very real and it's a very and it's a shared experience, right? It's a global shared experience. Yep. There's no one out there that I'm watching and going, wow, they they're having a ball right now. Like right now, this is amazing time for them. <laughs> right. I don't know how they're having so much fun. Like yeah. this is crazy. And again, I'm not even and again, I know there's people that are watching these social these these celebrities and these millionaires going, Yeah, you're quarantined in your big house and you got your pool and you got all your toys and blah, blah, blah. And you got all this money, but they're still in there by themselves. Yeah. And or in the with the same people over and over again. Right. So they're doing not as much as I mean, they're doing the exact same thing we are doing. Sitting there watching TV. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, this has been a very eye open for me, a very eye opening discussion. Um, any last thoughts from you on this topic? What has 2020 taught us about storytelling? Um, I think, you know, while it does, well, it does seem very somber and grounding, 
and heavy, right? There's a lot of people that are unemployed, a lot of people that are sick, a lot of people losing their lives, a lot of people afraid of uncertainty. And, and there's no doubt that the world is a different place now, right? But I think in that, as writers, as actors, um, we should find the humanity in what we do, right? And the understanding and, and take care, right, of ourselves, of our characters, um, and each other, right? Because as you allude to earlier, that everybody, it's a shared experience. Everybody's going through something, right? And everybody feels it differently. And so we should, we should definitely be willing to talk and share and, and have those moments where I'm feeling X and be okay with sharing it with someone that also is feeling X. Because um, if you don't and you're holding it all in, I think it, it it's um, it could lead to a sad, sad place. And I, and I think that we we owe it to ourselves and our friends and our family to share. You know how we're feeling and, and the way we think about where we're at. So very nice, very nice. Uh, as for me, listeners, uh, obviously we're discussing about how can we take what's happening and become better artists yes writers uh, better better people um but darnell and i both feel that please 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 don't ever think we're trying to pressure our listeners or try to make this is what you need to be doing with this time definitely or else you're uh whatever 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 yeah ideally if we can all be better artists and better people cool if you're a better artist and maybe not a better person well that's okay too <laughs> right it's i mean it is what it is right yeah yes. if, if you're you're a better person and you're not any better of a writer th- that's great too and hey if you if you're not a better person at the end of all this and you're not a better writer and you, but at least you made it through this year that's that's awesome listen too. yeah that at bare minimum right at bare minimum so so please is is not uh trying to pressure people or trying to guilt people into hey how come you're not using your time wisely it's more of hey if if you want to do this cool let's talk about it here's what we can do agreed all right so uh hope today finds you safe listeners and until next time it's uh daniel signing off and uh arnold autry signing off as well take care of each other thank you for joining us at the darnell autry show we're out.